Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, today I am going to cover the biblical approach section. So let's go ahead and start with the scripture. So I'm going to share with you Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 14. And I'm going to be reading this from the New Living Translation version. And it says, For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. And again, that's Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14 from the New Living Translation Version. Now, as you can see from these scriptures, God wants you to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures when you start living for him in your devotion to him as a saved person. The obedience that you display and the acknowledgement that you continue to rest in will always provide you with the comfort, peace, and even balance that you are seeking after in your life. Please understand that this is a process with God. Most things won't happen overnight, and some things you will recognize that you need just God's divine push for it to happen. And then there are those things that you know that are extremely impossible and you will need a miracle for them to actually just take place in your life. Whatever the situation may be, please just trust God in all of it and allow him to move the way that he needs to. He knows where you are, and he also knows what has happened in the past and what may actually happen present day. You must trust and believe and continue to keep the faith that God will allow things to happen in his own timing and in the way that they need to. You must keep pushing through all of it, even when you are tired. Now, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And again, that's Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Now, let me ask you, how do you 
prioritize your schedule and all the things that you must do throughout the day. How do you keep balance between your work and your personal life? How comfortable are you with saying the word no to things that are asked of you to do? How comfortable are you with saying the word yes if it challenges you to areas that are unknown to you? It is these types of questions and even many more that may require you to take an analysis of where you are in your life. Many times, people just keep going and going and going just like the Energizer Bunny and they never take the time to self-reflect to see if they are still going in the right direction or if they actually need to make some tweaks along the way. When you get into a mode of working in overdrive so that you are staying relevant in today's times, please make sure that you are staying relevant also to God. When you get into a mode of working in overdrive so that you are staying relevant in today's times, please make sure that you are staying relevant to God. I just felt the need that I needed to say that again. That's why I repeated it. There are times that people can be on such a high level of energy to succeed that they miss out just on doing some self-reflection to see if the path that they are on is still good. If you are competitive or hardworking or assertive or even just prideful and you don't check in with God, you may miss out on a major opportunity from him. Now, yes, you may see some wins along the way and you may feel that you are achieving your goals. However, it may not last and it may not be how God is trying to actually shape you. Always make sure that things are God-centered and not self-centered. It is easy to become self-centered, especially when certain doors do open up. And the last thing that you want is for either all of it to come tumbling down or that God rebukes you for selfish behavior or maybe even just a combination of both. Remember, if you are one of his, then your actions need to be displayed like you are one of his children and not as one of the world's servants. So now let's go ahead and take a look in the Bible and I'm going to actually be covering some things from the book of Isaiah. So let's just go ahead and start with Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 13. And so it says, In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of this robe filled the temple. Hovering around him were mighty seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with the remaining two they flew. In a great chorus they sang, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The glorious singing shook the temple to its foundations and the entire sanctuary was filled with smoke. Then I said, 
my destruction is sealed, for I am a sinful man and a member of a sinful race. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew over to the altar, and he picked up a burning coal with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed, and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to my people? Who will go for us? And I said, Lord, I'll go. Send me. And he said, Yes, go. But tell my people this. You will hear my words, but you will not understand. You will see what I do, but you will not perceive its meaning. Harden the hearts of these people. Close their ears and shut their hearts and turn to me for healing. Then I said, Lord, how long must I do this? And he replied, Until their cities are destroyed, with no one left in them. Until their houses are deserted, and the whole country is an utter wasteland. Do not stop until the Lord has sent everyone away to distant lands, and the entire land of Israel lies deserted. Even if only a tenth, a remnant, survive, it will be invaded again and burned. Israel will remain a stump, like a tree that is cut down. But the stump will be a holy seed that will grow again. And again, that's Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Now, as you can see from these scriptures, Isaiah had the vision to go and tell the people of God's message. In the earlier parts of the scriptures, you see that Isaiah saw himself as a sinful man, especially as he was witnessing the angels praising God. Because of this, one of the angels picked up a hot coal and touched his lips and said that his guilt is removed and his sins are forgiven. It was obvious that Isaiah didn't want to do a mighty work for God, knowing that he felt like he was not measuring up to do God's work in a holy fashion. He wanted to feel cleansed by God and that God was accepting of him as a servant. God saw Isaiah's heart, especially when Isaiah acknowledged his sinfulness. So although Isaiah endured some pain, he was willing to do the work that was about to be put onto him. Isaiah knew the assignment would be great, and he was willing to do whatever was necessary to accomplish the task that was in front of him. What you also see is that the people's hearts were hardened, and they will not receive the message that was going to be given to them. Also, when Isaiah asked how long he would be doing this, the Lord replied that it would be until their cities were destroyed and no one was left in them. And then the people were going to be scattered away in distant lands. God was tired of their disobedience and he wanted them to understand that he was the one that was in control 
and had the power and not all of the things that they placed their trust in. They needed to put their trust in him. Although the children of Israel would go into exile, God will still bring the children back to Israel. Now, I'm going to read you another scriptures or some more scriptures. And it says, Isaiah chapter 44 verses 1 through 5 says, But now, listen to me, Jacob my servant, Israel my chosen one. The Lord who made you and helps you says, O Jacob my servant, do not be afraid. O Israel, my chosen one, do not fear, for I will give you abundant water to quench your thirst and to moisten your parched fields, and I will pour out my spirit and my blessings on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Some will proudly claim, I belong to the Lord. Others will say, I am a descendant of Jacob. Some will write the Lord's name on their hands and will take the honored name of Israel as their own. And again, that's Isaiah chapter 44, verses 1 through 5. Now, as you can see from these scriptures, God would eventually bring his chosen people back. And the children of Israel will be glad to be called that they are the descendants of Jacob. Now, although they will have to suffer and go through a lot of challenging times, God will still remember them and their descendants. God is a just God and wants each person to turn from their sinful ways. He doesn't want them to keep going back to sin, and he doesn't want them to keep being disobedient to him. God wants them to walk with him in obedience and to do what he asks of them. There are times that you may even have every intention yourself to do the right thing. And then the enemy just comes out of nowhere and causes you to do something out of character. Regardless of what you may have done, please ask God for forgiveness and have a sincere desire to turn from the sin that is in you. God wants to know that you are serious about your walk with him and that you are not going to keep swaying back and forth. You have to be willing to just trust him and that you're going to be guided by him so that you can please him and not give in to the choices that you are making on your own. And I see I am out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. 